Welcome back to Learn, Laugh, Leap. I'm your host, Shannon Paradis, and today we're going to learn what colon hydrotherapy is, its health benefits, and most important, we're going to get comfortable talking about poop. Because as it turns out, it's a very good indicator of your overall health and well-being. Move Colonics is a colon hydrotherapy business based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Here to kick things off about the colon is Move Colonics owner, Natalie Davis. I tell my clients, I'm like, your colon, it's the garbage dump of your system. I give them the analogy, like put all the food that you eat in a day in a blender and measure it by that one. Most people aren't even having one healthy bowel movement a day, Mm -hmm. but put that in a bucket next to the next to the blender and each day round that up. And most of the time people are putting in a lot more than they're getting out. So when you think about the garbage dump analogy and there's garbage sitting in waste and then fumes and toxins come off of it, just like the colon and gas, then eventually mold grows. Like that's exactly what's happening in the colon. And then if it can't get out, it's gonna try to get out through other pathways. When I see some of these people with awful acne, that is toxic sludge trying to push through the skin because it can't get out of other pathways. Yeah, I was curious because I heard you talking about that as well, how it shows up on your skin and in other ways could be could turn into an autoimmune disease or something like that if you don't get it cleared out. My skin just all of a sudden, I'm in my 30s and all of a sudden it's like inflamed and I feel like I'm eating well and for whatever reason it's showing up on my face. So Where is it showing up? I don't see any... <laughs> It's makeup um, on my chin. But it can, like anything, stress, digestion, blood sugar regulation, all of those things can affect your hormones. Liver, if your liver's taxed, that's going to affect your hormones. Yeah, I, my liver probably needs some work, but <laughs> but that's another topic. So let's back up and just explain to the audience what colon hydrotherapy is. Yes. So yeah, colon hydrotherapy is a gentle method of cleansing the colon of poisonous gas, accumulated waste, and toxins just through filtered water. We do do some implants, but I highly suggest if someone's coming in for the first time to just do a series of cleaning out the bowels, and then we can talk about next steps. And my philosophy is kind of under the philosophy of functional medicine too. It's the four R's. Number one, removal which is the first step to this. Usually we have to remove stuff out of the diet. Mm -hmm. I know people are like, ah, I don't want to change my diet. And I have read that it's easier to get a person to change their religion than change their diet. We're creatures of habit. It's just like comfort stuff. And our culture is built around food, so it's really hard. So removal, food, stool, anything that's obstructing your health. Two is reintroducing. Reintroducing really good things like fiber. Even if we think we're getting enough fiber, the average American's only getting about 25 grams. So women should be getting, I think it's 35 and men 45. But if we really looked at our diet, we are not even anywhere near that. What would it take to get to 35 grams of fiber? Yeah, would, that's would, an like, couple, couple sticks of celery? No. More? A lot more. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I don't even, I can't even quote what each would be. Even if you had a side of a fibrous vegetable for each, you're not even close. You know. For more information on fiber, 
go to my show notes page for a link to how to eat 37 grams of fiber in a day. It actually gives examples of fiber in each meal and serving and how you can achieve the right amount of fiber in your daily diet. It is something, it's something I truly, truly believe in. And the one I carry here is Biotics Research. It's the Biofiber Complete and it's 10 different forms of fiber. So usually if a person goes in and they're not going to the bathroom, I think the best thing they've heard from a doctor is take fiber. But it's the way you take fiber. You can't just load a bunch of fiber on because you're lacking it in one day because it's supposed to be fibrous and pull things through your colon. And B, there is some roughage in there because there's soluble and insoluble fiber. But this one has 10 different forms. So you kind of hit all of them. Most people will just do psyllium husk or one type. And so it'll end up constipating them versus like pulling it through. So when I work with people, when they're at the point where they can reintroduce fiber, I have them take the scoop that's in there and do one fourth of a scoop in the morning and then one fourth in the evening. That's another thing. It's like health is layering and working the soil and sowing the soil so it's not just like oh pop one probiotic and you're gonna be great all day every day you're layering it and regrowing an environment you have to nurture it so i have them do one fourth scoop and then the next week titrate up a quarter of a scoop and then by the end of the month you're taking a scoop in the morning and a scoop in the evening and that's on top of what you're getting through food because my philosophy is like through food first you know there may be some supplementation just to kind of get a person over the hump or get some of their bodily chemical reactions working until we can move over to food to help them do those bodily reactions because food is medicine. What are some things that are definite no-nos in the food realm? You know automatically like that is going to stick to your colon. Well, so you had asked too what could happen, possibly happen with someone. So most people, if they chat with me ahead of their colonics, I'm like hydrate, hydrate. Most people are chronically dehydrated. And with hydration, it means making sure you get the trace minerals or minerals in your water. You're drinking the right source of water. But that's the biggest thing. And those scrubbing foods like fiber to pull things through. If someone's eating McDonald's all day, every day, and they come in to see me, I can guarantee you after their first one, they're not going to feel great because we're shaking up the garbage dump of their system. And what's in there? Chemically processed toxic Mm. food. So they're definitely going to go through the Herxheimer's reaction, which is like a healing crisis. You know, it's kind of like when people have the keto flu or whatever, it's just their body reacting. Another thing to know about colonics is it's just like if you're going to the gym, you're not going to get a bikini body after one time. You're not going to come in here and all of your digestive ailments go away after one colonic. Health is flow. So if something's blocking that flow, like, and I get a lot of people that come in, they're like, I've been constipated for years. I only go every two to three days like oh that's horrible yeah that is a symptom of something else going on so we're moving aside a symptom and you're going to feel better as we can figure out the trending root cause so you kind of peel back the onion and find out someone's hcl they don't have hcl they're not producing it or oh their digestive enzymes aren't working I, i just had a client and she came in healthiest does everything physically right and i'm like it's your nervous system like when do you have your best bowel movement she's like in the morning before i leave the house i'm like 
because as soon as you leave the house, your fight or flight is on and you're not relaxing and your body never feels safe to have a bowel movement. So it's like, we're going to help clean you out. We're going to work on some things to help move it through. But your only homework is four, seven, eight breathing before you sit down and have, or when you're sitting down to have a meal, which is inhale for four seconds, hold for seven, exhale for eight. And you don't have to do a lot. Just do like four rounds of it. Check in and see if you're in a good place and then eat your food. I love that it can be more like a therapy session for your clients too, or your patients. It's kind of like they're not just getting uh, colon hydrotherapy. They're also having a discussion about the root cause, underlying issues and what they could change. Oh yeah. And a lot, most of the time, there's something emotional manifesting in the physical body. And then with that comes a physical imbalance. Or it can be the marrying of two or one or, you know, of the other. So it's super interesting. A local person, Dr. Stephen Hebert, he has a book called Be Yourself and Be Well. And he found in his practice, most people are ill because they're not living their authentic life. And when you have to play- It's making you physically ill because of your mental- state. Yeah. And so when you have to play a role every day, like that's a lot of tension and stress on your body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. So you had mentioned, I think on your blog that there are six to 10 pounds of fecal matter in your colon at any given time. Can be. Can be. It's all subjective, you know, because like that analogy I said about the blender in a bucket, you know, comparing how much food you eat to how much you get out. Everyone's different. But if you actually think about that, most people are about four days backed up. Hmm. Even if you're getting one, you know, one stool out a day. Can you get all of that out in one session? So these are the questions that are really hard to answer because it's a client by client basis. There are three things that play a role in your first session. How nervous you are, because most people are like, I can't believe I just signed up for this. And how constipated, because most people don't do maintenance and then how hydrated you are if a person's extremely dehydrated and extremely backed up we may not even move anything the first session you can safely do these every 24 hours people go on dr google and they're like oh i'm gonna get addicted to it i'm like you will not you will not (laughs) trust me it's okay it's not something you're gonna want every day (laughs) most people just want to like figure it out get the help they need and then come back as need be that's the goal to get you to where you need to be graduate and we don't see you, but people get in their head because they've, they've read things. And this is a, a huge cultural shift we have to work through too. trust yourself. If this is something that resonates with you, go do it. A huge part of my job is to get people to listen to their bodies. Trust that just because Google says it's going to take out your good and bad bacteria doesn't mean that's true. Where are the studies behind that? I guarantee a hundred percent of people have been on an antibiotic that wipes out good and bad, mm. but we never question that if someone's on them more than three months, like you have compromised your colon for a very long time, which means you've compromised your immune system. And we can see that flare up with different things. Mm-hmm. So I was traveling a few years ago and I was in Portland when all the fires were happening and there was ash in the air. And so I was there for a weekend. So we were out in it. I came back and I did a colonic, the whole tube filled with black soap. Jeez. And so I'm like, oh my I'm gosh. just walking around in this and I'm like, I just saw this funny meme where it's like, I just smoked a pack of Canadian wildfire. 
(laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about your personal regimen on this. How often do you do it? And how often do you recommend for like someone with a healthy colon to do it? For me, I don't really need to do them anymore. If I get off my routine and travel, sometimes I'll come back and do a couple. Mostly like I don't. And then it's just, it's cleansing too, because we live in a very toxic world. Yeah. So even just like seasonally, it's nice to do like a pick me up of a cleanse of three or whatever you think you need. So I do them in series of threes and sixes. Like I said, one is not going to be a miracle worker. As much as we want the quick fix, it just isn't. Your average healthy person, some people can come in and do one and feel great. Most people will see a breakthrough between four and seven if they're really coming in with something. I get a lot of people where they've been through the ringer with Western medicine. They're pretty much like, you're my last ditch effort to feel better. Not only do we have to help reverse anything that they've already done to try to get better, then we're going after the root, you know, trying to get it. Again, most people come in when they feel really awful. And realistically, it's taken people years to get where they are. It's not going to take overnight to reverse it. And there's a lot of habitual changes that have have to happen. So you start with a consult and then go into the... Most people just schedule. We have 45 minutes to talk during the session. We're talking and pooping together and doing all the things. So <laughs> Holding hands. To your point, it's so great because it's such a safe place for people to talk about anything. They literally let loose. They let that... <laughs> Can you swear? <laughs> I let that shit go. Oh, 100%. Okay, good. All right. We're having too much fun in this podcast. You can see where this is going. So I'll just cut to when Natalie and I get back on track and she shares her personal health journey and how she discovered colonics. When I was born, I had ear infections all the time, which now I understand is I was allergic to something, but that's not what they knew. And so I was put on a lot of antibiotics and still had a lot of the allergens that made me sick throughout my whole life. So like I never had proper bowel movements. I mean, there were times I was crying on the toilet, just being like, why me? Which my family (laughs) still makes fun of. And I was like, you guys, I was super unhealthy was raised on the standard American diet. They didn't know any better because we keep getting busier and we need more convenience. So that's Mm -hmm. like what, and we were in sports and doing all the things. So a lot of fast food. Yeah, but I look back at pictures and I see how puffy my eyes were. I was so inflamed as a child. I also had all these symptoms I had no idea about, but we'd go to like the dermatologist. I started getting this tinea versicolor, which a lot of alcoholics or people in recovery have. It's almost like a scaly, discoloration on your skin and you're losing pigment and it was actually yeast on my skin like it was coming out through my skin if someone's very susceptible to mosquito bites that can be a certain bacteria on your skin I would go on a hiking trip or something and my entire body would be covered in mosquito bites that's when I was like at my height of toxic body yeah so anyways I went to college had sinus infections all the time in my corporate life I started getting yeast infections all these symptoms that I didn't know and I would just go get a quick topical fix or a prescription for an antibiotic and then it finally got so bad all of this stuff was my body saying like you are something needs to get out something needs to get out and I knew nothing about this so I didn't know there were naturopaths I didn't know there were functional doctors so over an eight-month span I I saw five different doctors each one spent five minutes with me gave me an antibiotic and I had Mm. to travel a lot for my job at the time so I'd take it it would buy me a few days 
and then it would come back with a vengeance. Mm. And little did I know I was just in a horrible wheel and make it it's so much worse. Anything can tax our liver, not just alcohol. We associate alcohol with the liver, but our liver is a powerhouse of so many things. Anything, even if you overdo medicinal mushrooms or an herb or a supplement, but prescriptions are taxing your liver even more. This is your biggest detox organ. Natalie's resounding message throughout this episode has been to ask questions. As the patient, don't just take things because they're recommended to you. Ask questions. And she also tells her clients to put an Excel document together with all of their prescriptions and what those prescriptions are for so they can see how sometimes one prescription is prescribed just to prevent symptoms caused by another prescription and on and on and on and you end up in this really awful spiral and it's harsh on the immune system. And now Natalie helps to answer the question on everyone's mind. What does a healthy poop look like? Stool shouldn't really have an odor. It should slide out really Mm. pretty easily. So it should be medium brown in color, about eight inches long, the size of a medium banana. It should slide right out and sink to the bottom. Shouldn't have an intense odor. Yeah, because, well, if I don't clarify that, if it floats, that can mean you're not digesting your fats appropriately. If it's snake-like, that could mean you're not digesting your proteins. And it shouldn't take a long time. So if someone's sitting in there for a half an hour, that's not healthy. So many people were like, oh, I poop every day. Like, you don't have to talk to me. And I was like, well, what does it look like? And like, are you checking those boxes for a healthy stool? Yeah. Because just because you get a little stool out doesn't mean it's healthy. Did you say how many times a day you should be pooping? It should be up two to three times a day. Most of us are not even going once. But think about what you eat. Mm-hmm. That's what the gauge should be. If someone is intermittent fasting and they only eat two times a day, well, have a bowel movement after those two times. Right. Most people don't feel complete after. You really should have a clean sweep after a clean wipe right after you go to the bathroom. Wow. So you shouldn't need a bidet in your house? No. If you are if you have healthy stools, you wouldn't need that. Wow. What about the squatty potty? I love those. Okay. But it's, it is kind of, they are like training wheels. Yeah. But I personally, I feel weird now if I don't have my feet up, but yeah. we evolved from squatting. Like that's the healthiest way to, to go to the bathroom is to squat over a hole. Evolutionarily speaking, we should be able to, or had been able to flush this stuff out on our own. So why do we need this now? Great question. I believe too, like our bodies are intelligent enough to heal themselves. But so I'll, we'll go back to like, okay, so I was seeing those doctors and by the fifth one, she wanted me on antibiotics for seven weeks. I was like, this is ridiculous. There has to be an answer because there was no way whys. Like if someone can't explain the whys, then run. There's a really good TED Talk on it, actually. The TED Talk to which Natalie is referring is by Simone Sinek called Start With Why. And he also has a book called Start With Why as well. So if you want the TED Talk version, just Google Simone Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, How Great Leaders Inspire Action, or Simone Sinek, Start With Why. There's also a link in my show notes on learnlaplape.com for the Simone Sinek TED Talk. I was like researching when I could, but so I found all this stuff on yeast overgrowth and candida and like any functional doctor, naturopath, where we start is where we like, that's like our frame of reference. Everybody's different. This was specific to me. And so it made total sense. I was like, clearly my body was overgrown with this stuff. And then all my history of being on antibiotics for over three months out of my life 
allergies, just different things. I was like, well, that's what I have. So I, I got this book called The Candida Cure Diet. And I started doing that strictly. I started taking the supplements in it. And I was feeling so much better. I could I could already start to see like symptoms were getting better, but I still wasn't going to the bathroom properly. And someone told me about colonics. And I was like, I'm just doing it. Like I didn't even think twice. I just, it made sense. Going back to trusting your intuition. I'm like, something is weird that I can't go to the bathroom. Yeah. But we are under the understanding like that we think this is normal. And I'm not against Western medicine. Like we break our arm, we need a doctor. But like they don't know much about nutrition. They only get about four hours, which if you they're looking for the root, we've heard that Western doctors don't have the nutrition side. They're even saying it's okay not to go or like if you haven't pooped in a week, that's just fine. But this is where we have to think because it's not just the food we eat. It's when we're sweating and things are seeping back into our body because we don't get in the shower. Like everything's going to our organs and dumping into our colon. You know, mm. there's a... Whoa, that was a really interesting point. Like, yeah. if you don't shower after you sweat... Because your skin is your largest organ, so you're going to absorb that stuff back in. And That's what, why I have zits. It could be just because it's summer and it's hot, because we're active, and there's a million different reasons for a million different ailments. So really, when I'm working with clients, I'm like, what we're doing right now is we are throwing stuff at the wall. We're going to talk about everything, even if it seems off the wall. Because I've had people where they come in and I see acne on their cheeks. They tell me all these ailments and we're starting the colonics. I'm like, well, where'd you grow up? Around Iowa, lived right next to a farm where they sprayed, Mm -hmm. you know, so like- Yeah. So then what are your cheeks when there's like acne on your cheeks? That's your lungs signifies your lungs. Wow. So they're detoxing and it's causing wreaking havoc on their body. I'm working with a lot of people that have endometriosis because they've absorbed some of that stuff living next to Mm. farms or are infertile because of it. These are all things that a doctor wouldn't understand in five minutes. This may have come out after the third time working together. And we're like, oh, that's really helpful information to get to the reason of what's going on. Let's talk about the actual procedure because like we talked about earlier, there is somewhat of a stigma behind it or just anxiety or nervousness. Maybe it's your first time. People feel exposed. There's like air blowing around your butt area. Well, this is, that's not what's happening. (laughs) I'm just saying like, You have a very active imagination. (laughs) There's a fan wafting through your butt. This, I will tell you, most people have a really great experience here. It's my practice. I'm the most intense. And my intensity comes from, like, I know people can, like, feel really good. Yeah. So if that's not a personality for them, that's okay. But I think we need a little more tough love. We're, We're way too babying. I will be like, you cannot heal in the same environment that broke you you know like something has to change yeah you can't keep eating the way you're eating yes maybe you do three and you get a good clean out and you feel better but if you keep doing what you're doing you're gonna feel the same in a few weeks gotta change it so a client comes in and they empty their bladder in the bathroom because it can fill up while you're on the machine okay just from this stimulation of everything in the colon filling up with water and whatnot so they empty their bladder undress from the waist down they have a gown on fully covered and then they get on the table massage table and I have them turn towards the left wall and you're kind of in a half fetal position we insert the speculum it's fully lubed it's so quick and this is what we were talking about like it's like 
that's what people are the most nervous about because we're so weird about our body parts. And that's Mm -hmm. the way we are in America. We just need to be more comfortable in our own skin. Again, that's two seconds of the whole process. And then I have you turn back over to your back and then we start the session and it's fills and releases. And most of the time we're just chatting like this. Yeah. And I'm like operating the machine and the, or the therapists are operating the machine and it's 45 minutes because it's like any other oh wow it's like any other workout or exercise I don't want to go over 45 minutes it's not good you know you get tired some people even if they have to go shorter than that their first time because it's their first time that's okay too you don't want to overexert, but again the sure. American way is more 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 feel better and it's like some things like herbs you just want to do a little bit to nudge things back to where they need to be So another great thing about colonics is not only are we removing stool, but we're exercising that peristalsis that has been weakened over time. So some people will be like, but I go every five days. I'm like, that's not healthy. That's like weight of stool that's eventually getting so heavy that it's either pushing out into your colon walls and eventually coming out. But it's not a healthy way to get your bowels released. Coffee is not a healthy way to get your bowels released. Really? It's super acidic. It's super dehydrating. It's just creating stress on your body and your bowels to release. Do you not drink coffee? I do drink coffee on the... I try to drink it Friday through Sunday because I love it. There's other colon hydrotherapists in the industry that are super vegan, super juice, plant-based, blah, blah, blah. But realistically, we're in the Midwest and I am not going to be juicing and 30 below, you know? So like, right. we're here to live life too. Like now that I've been doing this so long, it is a lifestyle. Like I love good quality, whole food, eat food in its truest form. If you can read it, you probably shouldn't eat it. Right. So the, do you tell people to get off the coffee habit? Most people are like, don't even try to get me off coffee, but like, <laughs> don't you dare. But I have this rasa, it's a coffee substitute, it's herbs. It's in this yellow Oh, yeah. I really love that for a coffee substitute. So that's what I do Monday through Thursday. It's an herbal blend and they have different ones, but you steep it for 15 minutes. You know, they have like ashwagandha in there. They have different medicinal mushrooms, lots of different things. But I steep it and it gets dark color like coffee. And then I put coconut cream in with it, a little bit of monk fruit sweetener. And then we got sidetracked talking about kinuphorics, which I drank during dry January. And it would be a nice coffee alternative since it has caffeine in it. And if caffeine doesn't keep you buzzing all night long like it does most Americans, then you can use it as a nice alcohol alternative. Again, there's a link in the show notes for Kin Euphorics. Now back to the colonics procedure. Someone's turned on their side and you're kind of massaging their stomach and they're sitting there for 45 minutes. And I think you said that you the patient can see what's coming through? Yes. So in the pressure machine, so I have two pressure and gravity. The difference is how the water is fed. So the pressure is fed with pressure. And when people hear that, they're like, oh, like, I don't want to like yeah. power wash. No, it's it's low. Like we're monitoring the pressure. It's just called that because that's the way it's fed. And then the gravity fed with gravity. So there's a tank, a five gallon tank, and the water is fed from above. There's a lighted tube where you can see it. With the gravity, I have a mirror. I pull it down so you can see the tube, but people get so preoccupied with it. And it is, it's nice to kind of see what's coming out, but I like kind of like that people just have to sit back and relax. So most of the time I'm not even using. Are you able to identify if they have some polyps or anything else in their colon that shouldn't be there? No, but if a person comes in their first time and they're super nervous or dehydrated or constipated, 
if we don't move a lot, I'm not concerned. But I had someone who after like four times, and we were moving a little, but just with the things she was telling me and the stuff I was not seeing during her session, I'm like, probably not a bad idea to go get things checked out because by now I would see something moving, definitely. And you said when you came back from Oregon that yours was black. From breathing in that smoky air. Can you tell people things based on the color or what's coming out, what's being flushed out? Yeah, so we're not obviously not diagnosing anything, but sometimes you can see like if their stool's not medium brown in color, if it's darker, you know, generally I talk like, okay, I'm seeing a little darker stool. Like, are you eating anything like berries or beets or something that could possibly be turning it? Generally, it's probably food or there's a reason for something. Definitely around Cinco de Mayo, I see a lot of black beans and (laughs) Fourth of July, a lot of corn. Oh, stop. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So it's a seasonal practice. Oh, boy. (laughs) Just all the harvest vegetables coming out around Thanksgiving. (laughs) And again, we can't take out stuff and test it. But definitely in my first year of doing colonics, After I got through the constipation, because I was doing a lot of colonics that first year I was doing it, there were all these like super dark brown stringy pieces that just kept coming and coming and coming. I mean, it went on forever. And I was like, is this ever going to end? But I think it was 30 years of just Mm. thick mucosal lining stuff. Because now I never really see that for myself. Okay. The difference between this and an enema is you mentioned the pressure, right? So it's really low pressure. You're not going to feel like it's burst. Well, so the difference between colonics and enemas, colonics are high enemas. Like they will reach the entire length of the colon. Think about your colon like erosion. We're going in there and pulling water through the entire length of the colon and then kind of pulling it. It's not pulling, but it's seeping back out. And then we're going to keep chipping away and pull this stool out. So that's really what we're doing. Water in, pull out. Water in, pull out. But enemas only reach five to 10 inches into the colon. But they're still both great. Like if you can't do colonics and can do enemas, do them because you're going to move some stuff out. Hmm. How far in does the tube go? It's not that far in. It's probably just about a couple inches in. It's not that far. So how is it that it reaches more of the colon? It's the water that's flowing. The water. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the gravity and the pressure, that's what is stimulating the water to reach the entire length of the colon. Has anyone weighed themselves before and after? I know that you don't want to talk about how you think this this can be a weight loss thing, but if there's a lot of stuff in there and you get a lot out, I would just be so intrigued by that. Yeah, I have had someone, when I interviewed a therapist in Ashland, Mike Perrine, he had someone lose seven pounds. I had someone lose five. But sometimes people can gain a little bit a tiny water because of water yeah Yeah. what kind of testimonials otherwise have you heard from your clients patients I remember working on a couple people they only did a series of three and they came in they had some skin stuff and by their third one I'm like between the hydration and the colonics I was like your skin looks really good but it it never ceases to amaze me so I still give my client she just came back after having a baby she was one of those people that She's like, pretty much like, you're my last ditch effort, same story. And was so sick, so bloated, because stuff ran in her family. She had certain habits that had to be worked through. This is the other thing I love from Dr. Axe, is genetics load the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. So if you're going to do everything that your parents and grandparents did, yeah, you're probably going to get what they had. But if you're going to switch it and change it, 
you have better chances you know yeah she was one that really did colonics if she wanted to heal the right way we were working together in the beginning two times a week and then we started tapering out once a week then we started tapering it out every couple, then once a month. And then she kind of graduated after doing this for a while. And then she just come back as need be. And then at 43, boom, pregnant. Never thought she could get Whoa. pregnant. But like, this is how big, I mean. Of an impact it has. And Yeah, it's incredible. But most people are just like, they do two or three and they're like, well, it didn't work. And I'm like, if you're coming in with something, you have to be realistic with yourself. Nothing is a weird miracle worker. Like everything takes time. time and work. If it is a miracle worker, it's probably not good for you. One of our listeners, Maggie. What's up, Maggie? What's up, uh, Maggie? What's up, Maggie? <laughs> she wants to know, when you're doing this procedure, does it smell? Is there any odor? No. And that's a great question too. And I think that's another thing. It's the insertion and that, that it's going to be messy. The kinds we have, it's the gravity closed and the pressure closed, which means it's enclosed in tubing. So no, there's no odor. It's oddly odorless. Um, odorless. Okay. Yeah. What else should first timers know about this? That it's not as big of a deal as you. Whenever you're doing a detox of any sort, there's all these crazy dogmatic diets, whether it's keto sexuals to like keto sexuals the comedian calls the keto people keto sexuals when really like, most of these dogmatic diets are getting us to remove things we needed to remove anyway so that's why you feel good mm -hmm. so there's chemical reactions in our bodies that need to happen so yes you probably do feel better just eating fruits and veggies because you don't have the chemical reactions in your stomach to break down meat because there's another imbalance in your body. So yes, it's going to be a lot easier, going to feel a lot better, but these are like temporary fixes, you yeah. know? Yep. Whenever you're doing these, these diets or anything or juice cleanses or whatever, your body's pretty much just begging for consistency, not this yo-yo, eat healthy for four days and go to the cabin for whatever, 80-20. But so when you're doing something like that, your body's going to react and want to detox this stuff. And where is it going to dump? It's going to dump in your colon. So if you're not doing something to open these drainage pathways, or even if you're starting a new detox supplement or something, you have to be sweating, pooping, peeing, like getting this stuff out of your body. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important. From the point at which you started doing colonics, how long did it take? to really notice a difference. This is going to shock people and scare people off, but I was super dedicated at that point. So much so that I was like, I can't keep doing the job. And luckily, like I didn't have a family or a part, like anyone I had to worry about except for myself. I was so anxious too back in the day. And that was all part of the candida yeast. And I was just starting to be like, wow, I'm sharper. I'm more clear headed. Just everything was coming together. Yeah. So I probably felt really good after the first three months because I, I did the elimination diet, which again, I'm not a huge fan of these elimination diets, but sometimes I had to, I was so overgrown, but it probably took me a good two years. Each day got better. The massive change happened within that first three months, but I was still like, oh, I love pizza. Or I was still around a community of people from my corporate life that loved happy hour. That doesn't serve me anymore. Like, so you don't drink anymore? I will here and there, but I really don't. Because the way that it makes you feel oh, after, like, you're just like, I'm over when it. You, when you cleanse your body to a point where you feel really good, because if I'm at home in Wisconsin and eat something that's like processed, I immediately feel my nose stuff up. 
And this mm. is the stuff that most of us don't know how good we f- can feel. Like most people are just that far removed from how their body feels. Alternative health is up against big corporations that are driven by a lot of money. So obviously there's not going to be a lot of studies for these small little, but there's this Dr. Shinya you can look up. There's YouTube videos. He's got some amazing books talking about all the stuff that can happen to your colon. He's truly a doctor behind this movement and is a huge advocate for colonics. Hmm. The healer is the person coming in. It's the client. We're there to help facilitate. I get a lot of people where they're like, oh, my husband or wife should come in and see you. Oh, they really should. And I'm like, only send them in if they want to. Right. Because they will come in anti it and it will not do anything for them. I want to work with people and get them to understand their bodies because once a person feels good, it changed my life. I quit my job. This is how everyone should feel and be free and be creative and happy. (laughs) 